bootstrappers. It is Alex Hellman, uh, co-creator of 30 by 500 along with my friend Amy Hoy, which is a system for bootstrapping product businesses. Now, this is the first of what we hope will become a series of conversations with some of the people that are in our community. And this isn't just time for us to shoot the shit with our friends, though I'm sure that's going to happen from time to time. No, these are conversations that we're hoping will help people like you understand how real bootstrapped product businesses are built. We'll talk about some of the techniques that people use and the mistakes that they make and the ways that bootstrapping a product business actually impacts people's lives. Now, for the first few episodes, I'm going to be talking with 30 by 500 alumni, but before long, you're going to start hearing from some of the other voices in the world of bootstrap product businesses. But that's enough promises of the future. Let's talk about today's conversation real quick. I'm being joined today by Pat Maddox, who is the creator of RubySteps at rubysteps.com, which is a professional development program for programmers. Now, there's a few things that I want to point out about this conversation. This is an especially process-oriented, and actually 30 by 500 process-oriented conversation. So you're going to learn a lot about the techniques that we teach in our class for free. And you're going to learn the exact steps that Pat took to uncover thousands of pain points in his audience and how he distilled them down into what ultimately became the product Ruby steps. And in this conversation, I especially love Pat's revelation of, oh, I already know how to help these people. And pay close attention for that because there's a lot of really, really valuable stuff right around that part. And I also love how Pat realized that creating products could multiply sort of the, the Pat Maddox effect of what he was already teaching in his style of programming. Later on in the conversation, Pat also talks about some of the mistakes that he made during his launch, but ultimately how none of them came really even close to slowing him down, uh, which is important because Pat launched under some pretty extreme pressure, but you're going to have to listen in to find out what I mean by that. Um, Pat and I cover so much great stuff in this interview, so I'm just going to stop jabbering now and instead introduce Ruby Steps creator, Pat Maddox. This product launched literally a, a week ago, right, Pat? The pitch launched uh, a week from Saturday, so I guess about 10 days ago. And my thinking was if 10 or so people sign up for the free mailing list thing, then I'll write the first lesson. And if people like that first lesson, then I'll write the second lesson, and we'll go from there. So it's been about 10 days from the initial pitch idea and then writing lessons daily, and I put out the paid offer on Friday morning. Awesome. And today it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday afternoon. So today is Tuesday afternoon. It's been a busy. It's been a busy week for you. Cool. Yeah. So so let's talk about what it is that you you actually made. What what do you, what is it that you wrote that pitch page? What's up there? What are people um, getting hooked on? So the pitch page was for a product that I created. Well, that I'm now creating called Ruby Steps, and it's an educational program to teach people how to program and write programs better and get better at programming. And ultimately trying to create a community around this of people who are investing in their own futures and wanting to learn and work with others. And so it's starting right now with these lessons that I'm delivering via Git and packaging a virtual machine with so you can execute all the software on it without, um, without any headaches and stuff. And, and it's an environment that you can play in. And it's a professional development environment, the same that I've built for different companies that I worked for. And so that's kind of the start of it. And then moving into more collaborative stuff next week, I'll be introducing the mob learning stuff where we'll be actually working on these different exercises together uh, as a crew all over the world. So I'm really excited about that. 
So how did you figure out that this is what you were going to build and that people were, were actually going to buy it? You know, do you, you put up this pitch page and you're like, well, you know, if a couple people buy it, no, I think you knew you had a, you had a better sense of, you know, the answer to that. You know I, the answer that. I, I do, but everybody else does. Absolutely. I safari for months and I did the 30 by 500 thing. I did it. I did it as down to the T as I possibly could. And yeah, that's what I'd be happy to go into more detail. Yeah, well, so, so what, what was the, what was your process, right? So, you know, we talk about the things that we teach in class and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you do your best to execute, um, you know, to a T, but even then, like, do you have to get it perfect to get it right? No, of course not. So no, you know, no, I want to no, no, no. hear what, what, what was the Pat Maddox way of getting out there? How did you choose your audience? How did you, you know, what were your first watering hole experiences like? Mm-hmm. And how did you know, like, I think I'm onto something. I think I'm seeing a problem in this audience what did that actually look like for you well so it started off with with the, the first thing was just kind of trying to unlearn everything that i had ever knew or thought about how i might go about this stuff um one of the things that's always fun funny to me when i talk with people and they're like oh you're a programmer you can just make anything create any business you want i go yeah great but that also means i can invest a lot of time and energy in something that nobody cares about and doesn't pan out and I've done that many, many times you, in my life. You are not alone. You know? So, like, I am, you know, I have, as a programmer, as I'm going through this stuff, I'm like, oh, I can make mailing list software. And, oh, I can do this automated virtual deploys. And I can build all these little parts and stuff. And it's, I can build my own credit card authorization system and recurring payment. No. It's, nobody cares about that stuff. Nobody cares. And it takes, and it's just procrastination. And I was trying to do just be very pragmatic about all this stuff. I'm like, what is it that people are going to benefit from? So what, but, what, what, was, so, what were so, your steps for Safari then? How did you get so, out there once you're so, like, okay, I've got to get it done the right way. Yeah. So it started off, I guess like the, my big sort of Safari push started three months ago. And it was just like a, a I would wake up and before work, spend about an hour going through, going through mailing. That's mostly Reddit. Um, it's mostly Reddit. So, Ruby, Reddit, Rails, Reddit, Agile, TDD, Learn Programming, whatever, all the Reddits, and then everything that they kind of link to. And basically, I would go through and I looked at every post that had comments on it. If, it had, if there was a post that had two comments on it, I opened it in, in a tab. And then I would have hundreds of tabs. And I would go through each one, and I would read everything. <clears throat> And you guys talk about pain, dreams, and fixes, and I was I was mostly just looking for pains. And so I'm like in every single email or every single letter that I see, I would write down the pains that I felt or that I felt I thought were coming out of that post. And I just I did just that. And I would write down like some recommendations and worldviews and stuff like that, but it was basically all pains. And so I mean if I go in my if I like act for pain in my thing, I have like twelve thousand just lines of pains written down. That's a ton of pain. And that was like that was like three months of, of active gathering, is what you said, right? Three months three months of active gathering. Cool. Were you doing that like was it like an hour a day? Was it once a week? How were you scheduling that? How was that fitting into your it day? Was, it was about an hour a day, four to five days a week. Cool. Cool, cool. And so from there I just started I, I, I then kind of started rewriting some of the pains, I guess, and thinking about like, well, what does that pain really mean? And and is there a underlying pain or a larger pain from that? And then mostly just trying to get a feel for what those 12,000 pains were about, you know, because it's pretty broad range of stuff. Right. So what, what yeah. were some of the patterns that, that started showing up in that? Well, the pattern, 
so there's there's a lot of specific technical stuff. Um, there are things like like service objects and mocking and refactoring and stuff like that in Rails. The thing that I kept running into that I that eventually like it just kind of it's weird because this stuff like it doesn't make any sense and then all of a sudden it just pops in your head and you go oh that makes perfect sense here was everybody asking what's the next step. They say, I took this online Ruby on Rails course. So what do I do now? I did this boot camp. I haven't found a job yet. What do I do now? Um, I've applied to 10 different companies, and I haven't heard back yet. What should I do now? I, you know, I did this. It was always, it was, what do I, I did this. I want to do this. What do I do next so I can get here? And that was, I mean, I just, it was saw it over and over and over in different ways. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can help those people. Nice. You know, I've helped. I've helped lots of those people. I love helping those people. That's cool. You know, and not only that, it's really important to me because you can kind of inadvertently make some mistakes early on and and end up working at a bad company that you don't like and you're miserable because you didn't have the skills or you didn't have the bargaining power or whatever it was. Sure. And so seeing all this stuff and especially the frustration, you know, because I mean, sometimes some people are paying like twelve grand for one of these boot camps. And then don't get a job out of it. You know, like yo, that is there. There's some pain. That's brutal. There's some pain. That's brutal. You know, so so yeah, that was it. It was it's it's for people that are wondering what is the next step in their career, and it doesn't matter if they're brand new and they just want to learn to code, or if they've been coding for years and they're kind of looking for the next thing. That was. That's what all those 12,000 pains kind of boiled down to for me. That's and awesome. I, I ignored most of them. I mean, most uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't touch, right? Sure. Um, so there's probably other stuff I could do at some point. But, but the thing that jumped out at me that was like, I can help these people. I want to help these people. And I know, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I know that I can take the next step and basically lead by example in terms of, of making cool stuff happen for yourself. That's awesome. So... All right, so you've made a decision. You you have an idea for what pain people are in. You understand what it is. You understand like the deeper emotional parts, like that frustration, that confusion, that disorientation. Um, what do you do with it? Oh wow! Well, I sat on it for a while, you know, and just kind of kept letting it marinate, I guess, in my head. And then, um, but I, I, as I was telling you a little earlier, I sort of ran into a point where I had to do something with it. And uh, so the story is, is I was in trouble of making my rent this month and I had, cause I had just quit a job unexpectedly and I had talked about, talked with some other people about projects and stuff, but they all, three of them fell through, just kind of whatever, they didn't pan out. And I was like, okay, well I have about a week and I need to come up with something. And I'm, you know, I can't, I have enough of a network that I can call somebody up and say, I need like a two day consulting gig right now, pay me. But I didn't want to do that, and I knew that this was kind of. It felt like this was the time, and felt like it was like me getting something. I, I can't wait to hear what happens next. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But like, what what was it? What was going on in your head that you were like, you know what? I like, yeah, I could trade a couple of days and make rent, but I think I want to do this different. Like, what was different this time? <sighs> it's that just the experience of of doing this stuff for a long time. I've been programming professionally for 10 years and I've I've worked at some amazing places and done a lot of cool stuff and I just knew that I, I know the direction I want to be moving in and basically I love developing software I love shipping software 
I realized that, but I've, I've helped a lot of people too. I've done a lot of teaching. I've spoken at conferences. I've held workshops. I've blogged for eight years. I've answered mailing lists, go, gone to user groups and stuff. I love teaching and I love helping people with this sort of stuff. And it was mostly about how do I leverage my time and energy effectively. I can show up at a company and I can work on their product all day long and I'll make that company successful and whatever that good positive outcomes are for their customers. Or I can show up every day and I can teach a bunch of other people how to get better. And now they're going to go off and do these amazing things that I never would have imagined. And that is... So now if, if I'm able to help them and kind of unblock them in some way and just kind of push them a little bit forward so they go and do something really, really cool with it, that, that feels really good. But mostly it's just the best way for me to spend my time and energy right now because I can help so many more people by helping a, a small kind of core group of people directly to then go off and do some really cool stuff and hopefully use this example and, and do that same thing themselves. So this is, this is literally you saying, I'm going to multiply the Pat Maddox effect, right? I, so yeah. I can be one me or I can help create a lot of me's and this go out is, there and create more good in the world. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of the, it was, I part, maybe, you know, I don't know how much of it is to do with my, my, 29th birthday was a week and a half ago. Oh, happy birthday. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, you know, so as, as my friend told me, as soon as you turn 29, now you're turning 30, you know? So, <laughs> like, so I'm thinking about this it's stuff. It's not that and, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I love it. Fine. But, um, but I guess just thinking about, I don't want to say legacy, but kind of, you know, it's like, it, not, not legacy, but, but under, understanding that out. Hopefully, I will. Hopefully, when I'm really old, I will have like a very be on a peaceful deathbed, and I'll look back at my life and see what happened. And I want to know that I kicked ass with the time that I had, and that things are different, and that people, you know, people see the world differently because they knew me in a very, in, in a very, very good way. And yeah, so that that's, that's awesome. That. No, that's a beautiful answer. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, all right. So you've got a week and change maybe before you've yeah. got to make rent, right? Yeah. And you've got this mountain of pain and you've distilled this pain down to something you've got a pretty good feeling that you understand people, how they're feeling, and you, you are confident you can help them solve that problem. Um, you, you said that you had launched your pitch page 10 days ago. Um, that was one of the first things you'd written it was the only this? thing I'd written. The only thing you'd written about this. So you said you've been blogging. I'd... You've been blogging, and you had been um, doing mailing lists and things like that. But this is totally new endeavor. This is with sort of with focused intent of talking yes. about people's pain, right? So you sat down to write a, a pitch page. What was that like? I well, first of all, I stared at the screen for maybe five minutes, like totally blank. <laughs> what, what do I do? What yeah. do I do? And then I just wrote P on one line, D on one line, and F on one line. And I wrote out the core pain that I, you know, I thought was the core pain, which I probably still can't even articulate it. But what's next is kind of distilling it down. What's next for me in my career? And the dream is whatever the dream is, but ultimately knowing that they're on a path and that the actions that they take are bringing them towards whatever it is that they want to work towards. And then the fix is, ta-da, Ruby steps. Nice. (laughs) And. So from there, I just iterated on it. I was like, okay, I got that pain and dream and fix. Let's start writing it, you know, writing it down and, and um, just kind of elaborating on the pains a little bit and dreams a little bit and the fixes, but really sticking to the exact format that you guys have and then just trying to make it all crispier and juicier and stuff. Cool, 
cool, cool. Yeah, and um, you know, one of the things that we talk about uh, a bunch in that is not just writing what the pain is. You do, it's what we say, like, show, don't tell is the old yeah. writing aphorism, right? So, you know, painting a picture, you know, who, who's the star of your pitch, right? My, well, my, oh, the, well, yeah, star of the pitch is the, is the person in pain. Right. You know, that's the crazy thing. It has nothing to do with me at all and 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 that's where you see actually my favorite part of, of, of one of my favorite parts there's a lot of stuff i love about three by 500 but one of the fascinating things to me that i experienced as a result of doing the the pitch first development and thinking in terms of of the audience's pain was that the, the product that you offer kind of doesn't matter because at least in that in at least in that initial pitch because you're i know i know what's going on in your life I know what you want out of it, and here's something that I think will work for you. Well, if you address the pain and the dream appropriately, then they're ready for the fix, whatever it is. Right. You know? And especially if it's free, if you say, here's something that will help you out, and it's free, like, come on. You know? And so one thing, that, but the thing that was interesting to me was I had written in this page that it was going to include video explanations of the lesson. But I didn't, like, I didn't make a big deal about it. It just said it will have, you know, one lesson every weekday with video explanations somewhere in there. And the first day I did it, I had my lesson all written and done and ready to ship by 4.30, and I sit down to work on the video. And 9.30 at night, I'm still not done with the video. I'm like, no way am I going to do this. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with this. Like, there's so much video stuff out there already. I'm clearly not good at video. <laughs> I know that the writing and software stuff is already good, and I know that I'm good at writing, and I'm good at software and shipping that so i think that i can make that really useful and valuable to people I, that's what i'm going to ship and so of course i was freaked out i was like oh my gosh i promised people video lessons and stuff now there were like 15 people signed up for free at that point but i went back to the page and i looked and it only said video once on the whole entire page it said you'll receive daily lessons with video explanations meanwhile you would just spent how many hours working on one five video? hours yeah five hours working on one video so in half a second, I clicked video, I hit delete, and I saved the page, and it was there. <laughs> so because of the pitch that I had, I could do that. I could write, I could delete video, and I still have something valuable and useful, and I haven't lied to anybody. You know, I've, I will straight up admit to people, yes, I put video on there, I realized it was a terrible idea. Ruby Steps happens because I decided not to do video. You know? That's awesome. And had I made a big deal about my product and about all the amazing videos that you're going to get and how you're going to hear my lovely voice narrating my lovely code and get that five days a week and don't you love my videos in high definition? <laughs> well, as soon as I sit down to work on that first video and it doesn't work, it's like, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. By, just by writing this page and getting a little bit of feedback on my own process, my own work process, it, it, was, a, it was a trivial change, you know? That's... And it was... That was a, a kind of amazing to me to, to realize that. Well, you, you nailed so much in there. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a couple of times free. So you're offering something for free. I thought you're making yeah. money now. That's why we're talking. What were you offering for free? Why was what, what were you giving away? So I'm still giving it away, and I will give it away for as long as I do Ruby Steps. And uh, you'll get anybody who signs up for free gets code examples every weekday extracted from a full lesson that I deliver. And they get one free lesson delivered every week. So they end up being behind the paid members because, so today, lesson seven will go out to the paid members, but free members won't get it. 
next week the free members will get less than seven, but at that point the paid members will be on less than fifteen. So if you want, like if you want all the hot fresh stuff, you sign up. But if you just if you want access to the information and see see how the product works and also get all the lessons and content that I had delivered for free previously, then you can still get that for free. So the first week though, I did deliver all the lessons for free because nobody had ever seen this before. And I didn't think that one lesson would be enough for anybody to 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 want to buy it, sure. frankly. And I wasn't interested in doing like a you know a, a two week trial or a four week trial or whatever. It was like I'm gonna make something over the course of one week. I'm gonna make the best thing I can. I know it's gonna be useful for people because I've made this sort of stuff before in other different contexts. If a weekend nobody likes it, then whatever, publish it all as blog posts, call it a day and, and figure you know, call my friend up and say I need a job yeah. right now. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So you're you've got how many people are you sending these daily lessons during your first week to? Uh, the first week, the first week was fun because the first day, the first lesson went out to maybe like 35 people. And the second lesson went out to 200 people or so. Whoa, whoa, what happened there? Uh, E-bombs. E-bombs. <laughs> just, just E-bombs. E- <laughs> well, so, okay, yeah, so, I mean, you say just E-bombs. So for those of you who may be less, a little less familiar with 30 by 100 techniques, you know, what's an E-bomb and why did an E-bomb make your list go from 35 people to, what did you say, 200 something, 300 yeah, something? 200, yeah, 200, 200. Yeah. yeah, but keep in mind, that's only day two, Alex, so we got some good um, stuff. Okay, well, <laughs> hey, then, so, but yeah, so you did something. That didn't I happen did by magic. I did something, I did something. So as, as Amy wrote in or spoke in one of the videos, E-bombs are educational bombs of love. And, and, uni- uh, and unicorn sparkles, I think, is the other ingredient. <laughs> unicorn sparkles, yeah. So I just, I, I forget what the post was, but I just wrote a blog post that I knew addressed the pains and dreams of, of my audience. And I gave them a fix that was not Ruby Steps. It was, a, you know, it was whatever was the end of it. You know, my little, my suggestion for something to try. How, bi- how, and, bi- how big was this email? Was it like... Super no, not email. So at this point, no. So the e-bombs, I had not, I actually have not thought about delivering the e-bombs straight to the customer, straight to my mailing list. So, right? okay, so these I were going, on your, these were going on your blog then. No, 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 no. That's yeah, so it's on my wrong. blog. So I'm going to take a look and just see, because I'm just curious now, because I've been publishing one e-bomb every day since I started this thing. Cool. So, um, an, so an e-bomb is like a mini pitch and a mini fix is what you're saying, right? Uh, yes, yes. With, with the fix being something that, that my interest in it is solely for you to do something better. So you're not paying me, you're not signing up for anything. You're, you're just, I'm like, here's an idea based on my experience that can solve this problem that you have. Try it out. So you, you ultimately want them to try it out. I want them to try it out. I want them to try it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Cause at that, you know, my part of my pro like my big process this week has been not to try and get everybody I possibly can, but to try and filter out everybody I possibly can and just get the people that absolutely love what it is that I'm doing and, you know, and be with them, right. And serve them. And so, um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not trying to get them to do anything that, that like really directly benefits me. Like I'm not asking them to pay me. I'm not asking them to share it with friends. I'm not asking them to, you know, to sign up for anything. I'm saying just go do this. And 
hopefully it helps you. So you've got this blog post that people get a, get some sort of you know mini fix out of. They they if they go do it, hopefully they're like, wow, Pat hooked me up. Like I totally, yeah. I totally, right? Yeah. Um, that still doesn't entirely explain how you gained a couple hundred subscribers. Sure. Well, in a okay. Day. So so the other so the other part of it is that after all of this, there is this beautiful. So I think yeah. So my very first e bomb. Thinking in 30 by 500 style and linking to my pitch page for the free sign-up was my pairing with someone who knows less than you is the best way you can spend your time. Cool. Where did how did you know to write that email or to write that that e-bomb? Well, I know that from pairing with people who know less than me and doing that for years and years and years and going, wow, this is a magnificent way to learn. And also speaking with more experienced people who sometimes say they hate working with less experienced people because they feel like it slows them down and stuff. And I'm like, you're missing the whole point. You, you don't have this beginner's mind anymore. Like, you have an opportunity to see what somebody new to the system is doing and somebody new to this programming language, and you're going to solidify your own learning as a result of teaching somebody some stuff. You're going to help improve your organization, your own abilities by, by training somebody up to your standards um, and it's, it's more fun that way. You know, if you can, if you think, if you, if you think that you're going to have fun and learn from helping people, then you will. Yep. If you think that it's boring and slows you down, it's going to be boring and slows get. you down. And, um, and we, we need that. The only way for people to get better at software is to practice it. And really the best way to do it is to collaborate and work together. And so that was a start. And so the critical thing though, is that after all this stuff, so basically I'm saying, if you're senior, pair with somebody who knows less than you. And if you're junior, pair with somebody who knows more than you. Great. Um, so yeah, the next. So here's here's the fix. The next time you pair, no matter how different your understanding is from another person's, ask yourself, what can we do together right now, and what can we learn from it? So that's the end of the e-bomb. That's the thing I want you to do is when you're pairing, think about this stuff. And then at the end of it, there's a little HR and a big H1 tag. If you enjoyed this, you might love my Ruby Steps daily program. You'll receive daily code examples, explanations, and one interactive lesson each week that will help you become a better programmer absolutely free. And that is, so I put the link in absolutely free, and a lot of people clicked it. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, you, you're doing that every day for for it's now been almost 10 days and another e-bomb goes out what starts to happen signups man signups people people tweet people share and then i get all these notifications that that somebody new there's a new lead notification and somebody who signed up for the free ruby steps program and then some of those turn into now some of those turn into paid subscriptions cool so actually let's jump jump ahead to that and the fact that you did launch paid subscriptions so that means you're making money. That means you made rent, I'm guessing. I made rent. You made rent, right? <laughs> so so you did a week of free e-bombs from 35 subscribers up to how many people were on your list when you actually launched paid subscriptions? Uh, about 900. About not, in, a, in a week? Yeah. That's e-bombs, baby. That's awesome. That's really yeah, good so, stuff. Yeah, so I mean I have to give massive credit to Peter Cooper on that one probably too because he put my um, – he put – you put Ruby Steps in the in the Ruby Weekly newsletter, and was it Ruby Steps itself or one of the e bombs? It was Ruby Steps itself. It was it was the actual pitch page, because I just I emailed him and I said, hey, I, I made this thing and I think that I think that your audience would like it, 
And he said, yeah, I think so too. So why don't you write out a little editorial part and then, and then I'll fix it up. And, you know, if, if I like it, we'll put it in. And I said, okay, great. And so I sent it off to him and I closed my email and I went to bed. And closing email and going to bed has been a critical strategy for me. But I closed my email and I went to bed and I woke up. And then I opened, after I did my morning stuff, I opened my email and it was just taking a really long time to download. And I'm like, what's going on here? All of a sudden I see 375 emails downloading. It's like, and I got 350 signups for the free list while I was sleeping in six hours because Peter Cooper sent out a link to RubySubs to 14,000 people or whatever it is. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm sure there's a ripple effect from that as well over the course of the week as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, I think I'm at about 1,150 people on the, on the free list right now. Yep. And, and you, you were telling me earlier about the sort of daily, like a daily habit that you've got for what you ship and, and what, what is that? And, and why is that working? How is that working? Are you talking about the EOD? EOD. EOD. Yeah. So I, I was just having lunch the other day thinking about how all this stuff works. And basically I'm going like writing e-bomb and offer e-bomb and offer everywhere. And, uh, and I, so there were three parts to what I was doing, basically, was that I would write an e-bomb, which gives people some useful bit for free, um, you know, gets them excited about what it is that I'm doing and stuff, um, and then and share what I'm doing with other people. Uh, then there's the offer, which is the, the you know, the, the, pay, the paid pitch, basically, like, come sign up for this. And then there's delivery, the D. So it's what delivering the product that I'm making. And so and that's I call your, it. That's your, those are your the daily lessons that you're talking about that go into your platform. Yep, yep, the daily lessons. So the daily lessons, and so that's writing all the lesson content and and the example code that goes with it. And, and so, so I do that. I call it EOD because it's end, by end of day, I will ship an e-bomb and offer and a delivery. I want to point out one of the things that you you're doing. It's like it's super subtle, but and in terms of like building a system for this, I mean, one of the things we talk about stacking the bricks, right, and making lots of little things add up to bigger things. Um, your mailing list e-bombs, your, rather the the daily the the dailies that go out, or the, I guess the, the 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 freebies that go out, those are coming out of your paid lessons, right? Yep. So oh, this is so good. So when we talk about always be safari, now a lot of the lesson content is coming out of responses to emails that I send to people. Somebody emails me with a question, I respond to them. Somebody emails me with a very similar or the same question, I respond to them. Third time somebody emails me with that same or similar question, that goes into an e-bomb or a lesson straight away. And I already have the content because I already wrote it for three other people. And from there, I now take little pieces out and I can put that into, into the freebie. I can put that into a blog post. I've sent a few of the e-bombs that are on my site now started out as emails that went straight to my mailing list. Yep. And then at a couple days later, I go, okay, put that on the blog, change it up a little bit to make it more blog-friendly. But it's, it's, it's the beauty of owning your own content and creating your own content is I can do whatever I want with that. I can license it out to people if I want to. I can do anything I want with it and reuse it everywhere and build on it. And it's all mine. Yep. And it's, it's endless. And it's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. 
That's amazing. And that's my, the, the technique of taking responses to emails and turning them to e-bombs or into lessons and things like that. Hands down, my, one of my favorite techniques. Um, you know, it's, it's really fun when an email comes in. You're like, I cannot wait to respond to this yeah. because I'm going to help this person and a, and a shitload more people. And that's the best. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so you launch to just shy of a thousand people. Yep. Um, what was going through your head when you hit send on that, on that you can buy? What was going through my head when I hit send was I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I knew I was like, that was, that was my final piece there, because some of the, cause it takes time where right? I'm sending out letters to people all over the world. They have busy lives. This is one small thing in their life. Hopefully it has a big impact, but it is, especially at that point, it, you know, it doesn't mean very much to them. So if I'm like, if I send out the email and I'm sitting there staring at my inbox all night, I'm just going to drive myself crazy and I probably wouldn't really be able to, to think and focus on writing e-bombs and stuff anyway. And I was just friggin' exhausted. So I went to sleep and I just went to sleep going, I hope somebody buys. If one, if one person buys, then I will be ecstatic that it's, it's all the validation I need to, to keep going and keep pushing on this is if one person buys. So what, so one person bought one per, I think like eight, eight people bought on the eight first, people day. Bought on the but first when day. I, so by the time I woke up, I had maybe four or five sales. And so I got to give a quick shout out to Torsten from Norway, who was the first person to ever buy 25 minutes after my letter went out, which probably how long it took him to read my letter because it was ridiculously long. And and Torsten, you're my boy, man. Like first person to ever ever sign up. It's incredible. I can't believe it. <laughs> Never forget your first. <laughs> so, all right. So eight people on day one, and yeah. then and then what? Well, so then just kind of keep pushing um, more. All, all of it. Safari, eBomb, offer delivery. So you've got you've got sort of a you've got a system. You execute on it every day. You know, when you don't do it, what happens? I don't know because I'm not not, You're not, doing, not doing it. Yeah, you don't want to not, find out. So I mean, what I, I quickly there was one day when I put out two e bombs on that day because just because I was like I've I've been in a groove, man. I've been writing tons, you know. And I would go, oh, that, there's another e bomb. There's another e bomb. Cool. And I put out two in one day, and I didn't do one the next day, and I didn't get very much of a bump from putting two out. Like it wasn't any different than if I just put one out. And then the day that I didn't put an e bomb out. I, like my signups dropped by two thirds. My free sign was for that day, so I had one day where I did not deliver an e bomb, and in all likelihood, that will be the only day that I never have an e bomb. <laughs> I, bought, I, I don't think I'll ship e bombs on Sundays, probably. Now that's the thing. I'm not going to work on Sundays at all. My dad told me a long time ago, don't work on Sunday. And by the beauty of the internet and scheduling, I can write an e bomb and schedule a tweet, and it looks like I tweeted it on Sunday. Yep. And Whatever, I, you know, I don't think that's disingenuous at all. I'm just trying to reach people at a time that makes sense for them. I'm not hanging around the internet on Sunday. But if you are and you want to read some cool stuff that I have, then here you go. Um, so, I, so I'll be working that way and basically trying to, trying to get all my work done as quickly as possible and line that up for the week, you know, and have, have the e-bombs and tweets scheduled to go out. Um, but but that, that EOD system i guess is kind of is, is my thing right now that i'm that I'm, I'm going all in with you know and i'm not i'm not backing up <laughs> that's, all, that's great 
So, all right. So, ten days ago, you've got no mailing list. Yeah. I'll say eleven days ago, you've got no mailing list, no pitch. You've yeah. just emailed the thirty by five hundred alumni list saying, "Hey guys, I'm about to do something." Uh, and some people are cheering you on, say, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah. Um, eleven days later, how many? And these are these are also these aren't just like one-time purchases, right? These are subscriptions. This is like a monthly, yep. so like monthly. a club community kind of thing you join. So. This is not just how much money you've made in the last 11 days. This is money that, you know, accounting for churn and whatnot, you can keep this. This comes back at the beginning of next month as well. So your rent problem is gone. Yeah. Yeah. How much, yeah. how much, how many, how many subscribers and uh, are we talking about here? What's, what's, so what's the win so far? The win is I have 85 paid subscribers for a total revenue of about 2,400 bucks. In 10 days. Five days when you consider that that five sales have only been around for five days, but yes, ten days from start of, from from, lit, from from nothing, from still sitting on a mountain of nothing. pain, a yes. mountain of pain. Yes, at twenty five hundred bucks in recurring revenue, Pat, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, Amy and I are really really excited for you and proud of you. This is so cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> if you're if you're so I want I want to wrap this up, and if you're gonna give one piece of advice to folks that are um, at really at any point in the stage. Actually, you know what? If you're going to give one piece of advice to people who are where you were 10 days ago, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. JFDI. <laughs> what is, what, what, I, Just flip and do it. Just flip and do it. Just right. flip and do it. So, and what is, I mean, what does that actually mean? Really? I, so I would say wholeheartedly trust the 30 by 500 system you guys know what you're doing. You've been doing it for yourselves for a long time. You've helped a lot of people. You've seen the results. You've seen what happens when you don't do it. Um, I, I, sort, I think of 30 by 500 as the TDD of product development. It's counterintuitive, but it works. And it actually is TDD because I'm starting with a test. It's a pitch. I don't want to write this product until I know that people are interested in it. So the test is, can I get people interested in it before it exists? And that test passed, so then I work on the next test. Do people care about this lesson? Um, but one, one thing I'll say is kind of a big thing is, like, really don't – you need to talk with other people and kind of get some feedback on what it is you're doing because I think you can psych yourself out in so many ways. And so to give you an example, so the, the, the 85 subscriptions right now are for $29 a month. It's actually an 80% off discount that I'm offering for the first week for founding members. And the reason I'm doing that is because about nine years ago, I had started my first online thing, and I didn't know anything about this stuff. And so when, I, when my subscribers started, when I wasn't getting as many subscribers, I dropped the price so I could get more because that was the only way I knew how to do it. But I didn't let my existing subscribers get the newer, better price. So new people are signing up for cheaper and then my old subscribers are quitting, not with the intention of signing back up for the cheaper price, but with the intention of never talking to me again because I'm a jerk. And I, and that stung, you know, that was like, I didn't know anything about it. And the only thing in my head was I can make this cheaper. So on this one, it was like, what can I do so that anybody who believes in what I'm doing this first week can, can a year from now be like, oh my God, I can't believe that I got all that stuff for this, you know, for this price. So it's really with the intention of, of just, of, of absolutely loving these people and, and wowing them and making something fantastic for them. Why that is important to me and, and interesting is because originally my idea for this was 14, I was going to sell it for $15 a month. 
for everything. And because that's because I'm thinking in terms of I have a product, it would be worth about $15 a month. And then I started doing the math and I was like, all right, so I, you know, I, how much do I need? How many subscribers do I need? And I was like, wow, you know, I'd be selling a lot of subscriptions every day to make the kind of money I want. But if I'm selling that many subscriptions a day, then it's probably really useful and valuable to people. So I can probably just make it more expensive. And so without even knowing what this thing was, I'm thinking, okay, what, basically what is the kind of income that I want to make on this? What, how many subscriptions would I need to sell? Can't, do I think I can deliver value on that? And, and so basically I just set this up by, by making this 80% off discount and then having a product that will be 149 bucks a month is that just forced me to come up with something where I would deliver, where I would deliver on that. And I didn't care what it was because now it's not me thinking about the product. It's like I have a customer base that I want to charge $149 a month. What do I need to do so that it is obviously valuable to them and that they can't wait to pay the next 49 the next month to get it to me? Right. Um, because if I had just been thinking about the product, I'd be trying to sell this stuff for 15 bucks a month and it'd be so much harder. Well, and you're also, you know, the result that you're delivering, you know, who you're delivering it for. And you know that, you know, if they've spent however many hundreds of thousands of dollars on other training material and now they're stuck, they're at a stop point and you're the first person that keeps giving them the next step, keeps giving them the next step, you know. And, you know, and it's not, and I also have some other cool ideas. If I can, if I can kind of pimp one of my own e-bombs here, I wrote this really cool one yesterday about company sponsored education because I have, I have. I had a whole bunch of people write me and say they love what I'm doing. They just can't afford it right now, unfortunately. And I say, I get that. So, you know, write a list of the five to ten companies that you want to work for. And you pitched me on on why you can get this for free a discount and what you can provide for me. So if you want to work for them, I know you'll write them an even better pitch. So five to ten companies, tell them how they can support your education, what you'll be able to do to contribute to their company and what's your plan for learning and will they pay for it because it's so much cheaper that it's, it, it's, it will be very cost effective for them to do when it might not be for you. Um, and so, so even though there will be, this will be kind of cost prohibitive to some people, I'm very interested in getting more people into it. And I think that having companies actually sponsor some educational stuff is not only a cool creative way to, to address some of those problems, but will also be an important thing for our industry to keep growing the base of, of experienced senior developers. The other thing that I love about that, Pat, is you know one of the things that Amy and I have learned through 30 by 500 that's been, I, I don't, I think we knew it, but we didn't know, know it, know it, um, is how folks who have a lot of times have jobs and, and often are very good at what they do. Don't really think about the value that they communicate to their employer or to a new employer. So the fact that you to basically took somebody's willingness to pitch their value to you and say, that was awesome. Now go do that to somebody who can actually give you what you want. Yeah. Is it, that's a total, like total Kung Fu move. I love that. It's genius. Um, <laughs> so, you know, beautifully done, beautifully executed. This, um, this was great. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Um, and thank you for, um, you know, being, being, uh, among our success stories now, uh, keep it up and keep sharing what you're learning and keep making people happy. I will. Thank you guys so much for putting all this together. And I can't wait to keep delivering on the Ruby step stuff and sharing what's going on with you guys. Where can people find out more about you, about Ruby steps? And so everything on. is on my site, patmatics.com. 
And if you don't like something on there and say, that's just your opinion, man, I say, that's right. That's why it's on patmaddox.com. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Pat. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day. Uh, I'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Alex. Later. Later. So that's how that goes. Now, if you learned a lot and you want to learn more, I have two things that you can do right now. First things first, go to unicornfree.com slash list and drop your email address in the box. And that way, Amy and I can send you new episodes and new conversations with other bootstrap people right when they come out, right when we hit publish. And second, we want to hear how you like this episode. How did it go? What things can we do to make it even better? Who else would you like to hear us talk to? You can tweet at me and Amy. You probably already know this, but she's Amy Hoy on Twitter and I'm Alex Hillman on Twitter. You can also email us and the best way to get us is teachers at slash seven. That's the word slash and the number seven dot com. Uh, that's it for now. And I hope you have a great week.